Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 326. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ichigogami. And I'm Uni. I wasn't sure if Uni was going to go before me. I'm sorry, Ranma. It's okay. We were both confused. It's oh, it's okay. I was like, no, don't, 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 don't let this stream fail again. This is the third time we've, I've attempted to do this podcast. So you know, I'm like, we, we no, don't, not, not tonight, not tonight, fam, not tonight, Satan. We got you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And the way my machine's been acting lately, I think we're going to be doing good. So yeah. Yeah! Uh, I'll get into that on my weekend day. Uh, we are live tonight, week of September 5th, 2017, here on the VOG Network. We are here live Thursday, no, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with replays <laughs> at Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I know. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, chat clients such as Mark XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash VOG Network, where there is information about podcasts on the VOG Network and other podcasts we also support as well. And if there's an IRC link on there, if you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And we're also on Discord. If you head on over to vognetwork.com slash Discord, if you're already logged into Discord, it'll bring you directly into the chat server. Or if not, you can log in and go about your way. Uh, Check-ins are now live. So go ahead and earn your VOG points. If you're listening to this on our podcast feed, such as iTunes or Google Play, uh, look for a passphrase when you hear it. Head on over to vognetwork.com and put the phrase in and earn some VOG points. That sounds pretty simple, doesn't it? I would, I would figure. Yeah, yeah. Given the way work has been, yeah. All right, so we're going to go around the room. Um, do how was your week? How was your day? And before we continue, there is no Mako or Ari joining us tonight. They're taking the night off, so. That's sad, but at least Mako-chan gets a break. True. Chocolate. True, and she gets chocolate as well, so. Ooh, chocolate. I'm so jealous. What is it to be jealous of, Ichigo? I don't know. I'd like some chocolate too. Mako-chan is a good sharer though, so that I'll give her true. those props. Wait till you try your chocolate covered bacon. Mmm, bacon! I'm, I'm over here spilling water, so give me a few. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's not tea. Uh, it's definitely water. I wish it were tea. <laughs> God, the way the fandom's been lately, yeah, give me tea anytime. Oh my gosh. I would just like girl. a hard mm. shot of whiskey. Well, th- I have a bottle of Canadian whiskey in my fr- freezer, so. I drank too much watching the Dragon Con Masquerade on Sunday. I was hungover during checkout, so no drinking this week. Are, yes, you, are you saying the Masquerade was that bad? It was so bad. Oh. 
Okay, we will save that for another time. Um, but for now, we're going to get into our week and our day. We will kick things off with Ichigo. How was your week? How was your day? How you been? And are hey, you hey still guys. hungover? I've been pretty good. Um, for those of you who were down at Dragon Con, which some of our lovely fellowship was doing some panels down there, um, I was there doing lots of cosplay. Um, and I also was people watching and enjoying the convention and the fandom as a whole. Um, I unfortunately did hear about the stories. I did not personally experience them of chairs being thrown and things like that happening. But overall, the weekend itself was, I'd say, a pretty good convention. Um, although, because I do run, help run another convention and run my own department and stuff, there were a few logistical things that I felt could have been done better, but I understand with 82,000 people in the city of Georgia, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, logistics can sometimes be thrown out of the window. Mm. Um, overall, though, it was a really good convention. I really enjoyed myself. I got to see a bunch of friends on the first day, which, considering how many people were in downtown, was pretty crazy. And I want to make a shout-out to my friend Spazerbot Cosplay, who was my roommate for the weekend with her lovely husband and her lovely, awesome, super amazing friend Paige, who was a cosplay medic and was super helpful to tons of con-goers throughout the weekend. So much love to my little room family, and hopefully we'll be going back next year and rooming with them again. Overall... Kudos to Dragon Con and hope to be back next year. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Okay, Uni, I had to go dig it for a special track for you. Oh, God. Well, this one just popped in my head because it is one of my favorite cosplays of yours. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, seriously, I don't think anybody, I don't think I've seen anyone top your Kuja. Seriously. <laughs> so, Uni, how was your week? How was your day? How you been? What's up, girl? Um, so, primarily just a lot of wedding planning has been happening. Um, for, for those that don't know, I'm getting married October 13th, which is, you know, too close. And... Uh, things are expensive and adding up and everything's due at the same time and I'm about ready to murder things. It's Ooh. great. Welcome to Wedded Bliss. It's fun. Um, however, on the outside of all that, bleh, um, work still work. I still chase bad guys and make them give me back my merchandise. Um, but are you doing it as Batman? <laughs> the ongoing joke is uh, apparently... There's rumors I got hurt, and I come in every day magically healed, so I'm either Wolverine or Wonder Woman. We haven't decided which yet. Um, I'm good with either, personally. <laughs> Wonder Wolverine, that's your new superhero name. Yes! So, I've been doing that, still doing my Heroes Alliance stuff uh, with my awesome group out here in Colorado. Awesome. And... Uh, just doing a lot of sponsorship stuff. Um, my blog got kind of crazy for a little bit there, and a bunch of websites are like, review our stuff, here's three, a bunch of free stuff, and I'm all, huh, okay. So, story of my life right now. Mm. It's interesting. 
Yeah, but you're getting uber popular and stuff. You're getting fabulous. It sounds like you're doing really well in something that you really like doing, so that's always a good thing. But I know that there's a partially shady side to those sponsorships sometimes. So just keep to your own morals, and I think you'll do fine. Yeah, and that's, like, I already had one come up where, um, so a couple months ago, Loot Crate offered me a sponsorship, but I had just canceled Loot Crate. Whoops. So, (laughs) sorry guys, I'm going to be honest, and then, like, maybe a month ago, HP contacted me about a gaming computer, I'm like, well, that's nice and all, but I can't review it on my blog. My blog is cosplay-based. Sorry. And they're like, well, you're no fun. Oh. Well, if they come back, remember, there's always another site you can use to review that gaming rig on. True. Very yep. true. And imagine all the awesome streaming you could do from that gaming machine. Now, if only my internet and I could be friends. I know, right? <sighs> Freaking Comcast. (sighs) How about you, Ranma? What's been going on? I feel you on that, because I know it's like to have internet access like that. But um, my weekend day has been interesting. Uh, My computer has been kind of fluctuating, but I think I figured out the problem. Um, I think one of my memory sticks is no good, and this happened before. So I went out, bought more memory, put it in. I thought I had fixed it. Nope, problem still happened. So I went digging around. I matched the models and the serials on the memory sticks, knew which ones to pull, put another set in, and everything is going good. I will do a test later when I render one of my audio files for video and see if my machine doesn't crack or crash or not. Also, I am watching Facebook just change right before my eyes, as in the icons, how they're showing the pictures, the fonts. It's just changing, and people are kind of scared. It freaked me out just a smidgen. I was blinking. Wait, what's going on? Because I use Chrome at work, so some of the changes are already there. So I switched to Opera, and it's like, it's going from how it used to look on Facebook to more how it looks on Chrome. I'm like, okay, I like this. Let's see where it's going. So, yeah. And other than that, everything's been pretty good. I can't complain. For now. But um, like I said, I've been saying for the last three or four podcasts, this is our town hall podcast. I like to do these maybe once a year, give or take, where if not me, somebody on my staff or somebody I know will find something that's really big in the community that's causing issues. I just like to talk about it, bring people in who are in the middle of it, who deal with it, how they think, how they feel about the issues they're in. So... And lately, the big thing has been talking about, like, the sexification of cosplays, the Patreons, and everything. Uh, There are some people that are all for it. You got some people who absolutely hate it. But then you got some people in the middle, it is what it is. So, I have friends who do various cosplays. I ask them to come on, 
and talk about this. And because of that, this is what our Town Hall podcast is going to be about. And the Skype line will be open all night. So if you have a question, you can go ahead and call. I will bring it in and you can ask as long as long as the question is tasteful at best. I have no problems hitting a disconnect and blocking you from, from calling us on Skype if you kind of step out of line. So our guests tonight are cosplayers Nerdy Lennox and Miss Arisaka Blue. Give me one minute. I am going to bring them onto the onto the call. Right. Let's see if she's ready. And let me bring on my the other guests. Know that if she is ready. Okay. Ready. Okay. All right. We are going to bring um, Arisaka in on the call. Let's see if it works. Let's hope and pray that Skype doesn't do anything stupid like it has been doing here and there for past podcasts. It's ringing. What? I think it worked. I think so. Arisaka, are you there? Yes. Are you eating? (laughs) She said she had dinner. (laughs) I am so sorry. (laughs) I like Chinese food. I am starving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, okay. Priorities are straight there. The priorities are straight. Right, I'm, best. I'm gonna bring Nerdy in and let's see if let's hope and pray that Skype doesn't give us the middle finger this time. Alright. My volume might be needing adjustment, tell me. I think it's, it's good. good. It's good. Alright. Good not too loud or anything. Yeah, you All might right. you might want to turn Yay. down just a scotch. If I sound awful, please tell me, and I will go and find some headphones. Sound good for me. I'm more worried that y'all hear the air conditioner in the background. So far, nobody has. All the levels sound good on everybody's mics, and the air conditioner, though I can hear it because I'm weird and have bad ears, it just sounds like white noise to me. You just have heightened hearing. That's what you have. Ain't nothing like You know, we've got Wonder Wolverine and Bad Ears McGee over here. We're, We're halfway to a superhero group. Yeah. Oh my god, I can join you. I have like a heightened sense of smell and dairy does not affect me negatively whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. We're gonna call I, her I the lactose the Avenger. I am the world's shittiest X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna say behind the scenes, do the tech and give you all your weapons and your missions. Like, go, go do this. Just, just don't blow up the building here. We're still paying off the bills from the last building y'all destroyed. All right, so we've got our Mr. Wolf from Batman, who's our tech specialist. Okay. <laughs> well, now that we got everybody on, let's give them a round of applause. You know, welcome to the show. Wow, they really love you. I, I clapped a little bit in a circle, but no one can see it. So. I just ate more Chinese food. What kind of Chinese food do you have? I got General Tso's. Yeah. The best. I was in a really bad mood because my stupid phone is not working. So, yeah. Well, it was Chinese well, food time. Well, General Cho's is the best, especially when someone cosplays from it. <laughs> if it comes around on my, on my personal Facebook in October again, I will share the hell out of it. <laughs> is the gallon challenge where you drink the entire gallon? Oh, God, no. 
devil. That just sounds really dangerous. It 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 really does. <laughs> but there are people who do it, but they can't do it, and they just like projectile all over the place. Uh, that reminds me of something from Opie and Anthony from years ago. There was a challenge to drink a gallon of milk. Oh yeah, I remember that. There was also the water challenge that killed somebody. It, hold your hold your wee for a wee. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was actually somebody drank too much water and their iodine levels got so low that they actually died. Ooh. Yeah, that is a thing. Like you can, for lack of a better term, drown yourself. Yep. That's that's basically what it was. They 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 drowned themselves. Uh, wow. Yeah. I call it Darwinism at its finest. <laughs> you know, Earth sorting itself out in one way or another. Well, I mean, I think everybody here has worked retail, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Who like, hasn't? So when you work retail and you hear a story like that, you pretty much are, are thinking it, Darwinism at its finest. Are you done? Okay, so let's go ahead and get along the yes, show because we, we have a few questions here. Done. So. Go. Beepies. Go. Are you done? Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Sebastian, honey, I'll play Roblox later with you. Are you kidding me? I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> Go. Okay, you don't play with me. See, dear Lord, that that just reminds me of the video that I shared on my Facebook yesterday about the kid coming home from school with the bad report card. <laughs> oh, and the, and the parents good. just jumped him and beat his ass with the bigger belt. Oh, geez. Yeah, I've got my ass beat fair share for bad grades just just because. Yeah. But anywho, we have a few questions here, and hopefully we'll have a few more. We can get into some details, and let's get into the thicket of things here. So, Erisaka Nerdy, I want to know, what got you into cosplay? What made you say, you know what, I'm going to take these fancy fabrics, put it together, and look fabulous? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I can go first. All right. <laughs> uh... I literally wanted to be everybody from Sailor Moon when the Sailor Moon TV show came on. And I was like, just let me be them. Just let me be them. And like, oh. I had a trampoline and I would be out there and I would be screaming attacks at like my dogs and just like hucking random things. And then on a family vacation to Baltimore in 19, oh, I want to say 97. I saw a bunch of people running around dressed up and I was like, oh my God, it's real. I can do it too. <laughs> and, and then it just turned into, I need to find a friend because my parents don't want to do this. And I'm just going to like, it, this was back when I was like, I get one costume a day and that's it. And I'm going to have a nice time. And now it's like, there goes all my money, um, four costumes a day. I take naps when possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, the last con I was at, Saturday, I spent asleep from noon to five, and just everybody was coming in and out of the room, and I would just yell at them that people are trying to sleep. <laughs> it's like, my old is showing. Been there. Man, whippersnappers, get out. <laughs> no, I, I hear that. I think I fell asleep in a box of pizza during Dragon Con, so right there with you, sister. 
I oh, fell dear. asleep in a box in the lobby of Katsukon uh, one year, and it was a cat cardboard bus that I was sitting in eating. I was too big for it, so my legs were sitting out, and I was eating floor pizza. I don't know where the pizza came from, but I then had it. Surprise! But it tasted good, though, did it not? Like, I, I was completely sober. There was nothing weird going on. It was just suddenly I had pizza. <laughs> Very interesting, though. I mean, random pizza. It's a good that? thing. <laughs> as long as it's not poisoned, I guess it's good. Poison or pizza? If, we're, if one of us is good and one of us is bad, what happens? Poison pizza. No, Ooh. I'm not making two stops. <laughs> Given uh, what we eat at a convention, I think you can have the pizza laced with cyanide and won't stop most con-goers. True. To be honest, I think it end up as like, okay, so all of us have gotten con-crud at one time or another. It's going to yeah. end up like that scene in The Princess Bride. Yeah. Don't know which one. Oh, the one where he built up the the re the resistance to the poison. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay and okay, so okay. The, the other guy drinks the poison cup, yeah. So... And that, my friends, is what we call a tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. I guess I should answer that question, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, you know that I started cosplay really, really early. Started cosplay before it was cosplay to me. Um, basically, how I got into it was my grandmother was really good friends with the comic book store owner when I was very, very little. She basically got me started into it with, like, she used to dress with, like, doctor, like old school Doctor Who stuff when she'd go to visit, and then they held, like, this little mini convention thing at the comic book store. It was really cute. And I was really, really in love with Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service. And so my grandma, being a great seamstress being a grandma i mean most grandmas mm -hmm. kind of so she made me a dress and a bow and we found me this you know we found a little stuffed cat to be Gigi, and that kind of just sparked an endless cycle and uh, yeah i kind of got sucked in hardcore <laughs> and each year we go to the comic book store for this little itty bitty mini convention thingy and then we found out that there were big conventions and my family was never the same <laughs> it's it i mean it became a family thing my sisters really weren't into it my grandpa hated it my grandma adored it and i adored it and honestly i think that's why i got into theater and why i spent years doing freaking theater makeup in college and learning all this and getting these degrees that honestly I don't know why I have them, but they come in handy for cosplay. I mean, <laughs> yay. But it started, I was like six, seven. I don't know. I was young. I mm. have pictures somewhere, and it was it was fun. And it just kind of escalated from there. And now we're here, and my five-year-old's into it. So <laughs> that's always fun. You know, it's all, I think it's really awesome that when... You're cosplaying with your squad, and over the years, your squad 
breaks off, makes her own squad. They have their little squidling, and they are cosplaying as well. It's like they're passing the matrix of le of cosplay leadership down and stuff, you know. Oh yeah. So I remember one year my friend did Sailor Mars, and her and she and she dressed up her youngest son as Artemis. That was like the most adorable thing. Oh. My son um, just got into Sailor Moon, and he wants to be Mini Moon. He wants to be Chibi really bad, so we're working on designing him one for that. His favorite color is pink, so it's the best character for him. So cute. Cool. Yeah, sure. it'll be interesting. <laughs> oh, My yeah. kid just got into Utena. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yeah, that was a mistake. She oh. got, well, she, I, she got grounded. So she was not allowed TV. And I was like, you're allowed to read books. And I was like, you can go over to my bookshelf and read whatever you want. So she read Chobbits. She read Planet Ladder. And then I handed her Uta. And I was like, here, read this. This will occupy you. Here's the movie. Here's the movie manga. And after a while, she comes back with the stack. And she goes, this is my favorite. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I what have I done? <laughs> Do you do you realize you have a Chibi Utena running around with a toy sword challenging people to do She duels? doesn't want to be Utena. Oh? She wants to be Anthe. Oh. Girl, she wants to be, heart. She wants to wear the Rose Bride dress. Hmm. That was exactly why I went and made an Anthe. <laughs> and, like, the thing is that she looks at me because I let her go to um, uh, the local con here, Zenkai Con, and I let her enter in her hall because she's been working on her stuff for a while. And she's like, so can I make school and Rosebride next year? And I was like, Jesus Christ, kid, maybe. <laughs> Are you thinking in the back of your mind, what have I done? Well, it's like she makes so much stuff for her dolls. It's kind of like, all right, whatever. But now she's like, now I want to make stuff for me. And I was like, I hope you realize that takes a lot more than just, like, hot gluing felt together and calling it shoes. Yeah. Mm. They have to start somewhere. Very true. Very true. Yes, indeedy. Okay, so I would say y'all been cosplaying for, like, five, six, seven, eight, ten years, pretty much. Fifteen. Yeah, I'm a little yep. over that, yep. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty much all of us on the show right now. Yeah. 16 yeah, years for me. Mm. Yeah, I'd say I'd, I've been doing it for a while. Like, I, I think it would probably be about, yeah, I want to say about 14 years. Wow. So, next question is, what made you say, you know, I, I kind of want to do this cosplay, but I want to show a little bit more skin, be a little more revealing. Where did that idea come from? <laughs> uh -oh. It never did because I have what's referred to as the danger zone. All right. What is the danger zone? The danger zone is my stomach. I do not show anything with my stomach because I'm super, super self-conscious about it. I, I understand that completely when I do a uh, human Artemis. But like to me, it's like legs, boobs... Uh, but as long as it's tasteful, go for it, man. Mm. I also just make sure I dress to uh, flatter me anytime yeah. I make anything like slightly more suggestive, just because being curvier 
you can just end up looking like um, sad girl in beige sack, which I've done. <laughs> so as, lo as long as you know how to like cut it, anything revealing can be incredibly flattering towards any body type. Gotcha. It's all about, yeah, it's all about fit and, and tailoring, honestly. Yeah. Well, tailoring, my least favorite class in college. Ugh. <laughs> but, uh, but what made you decide, you know, to give this a try, though? You want my honest-to-God opinion? Yes, y yes, we do. That, that, that's why I have y'all on here. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help you God. The uh, day that I applied for the very first website I was ever on was a wild hair up my ass going, eh, might as well try. And, and then um, the person I was dating at the time was friends with um, the webmaster and owner of the company. So uh, my boyfriend at the time messaged me saying, hey, did you apply for this website? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, because I was just contacted by the owner. And they realized that, like, my information matched, like, that I was dating you and I just want to make sure that it really was you and it wasn't just somebody claiming to be you. And I was like, no, I actually kind of want to do it. And he's like, why? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> why not? Sometimes. I was, when I started doing them, I was already doing modeling and doing more, you know, lingerie or I wasn't quite into like the nude stuff yet or mm -hmm. any of that. But I was into, like, lingerie, a little risky, like, the pinup stuff. And I found a site, and I was like, holy cow, they're combining one of my passions with another one of my passions. I can do this, too. And that's kind of where I went with it. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm from moving from site to site, for, like, health reasons and personal reasons... It just eventually turned into me doing a lot of solo stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of like, this is going to sound super, super soapboxy and high and mighty. So I apologize for that. But like, you can do whatever you want if you d choose to be more risque and do more of the like adult oriented stuff however you want. But just remember to like continue to be respectful of the people that started those sites like way back and like the people who have been on those sites because there's a lot of people who just like jump into it and they assume I'm going to be a millionaire and that's not how it works. Yeah. Like it's years of being told you're ugly, being told you're fat, being told uh, you don't fit this character, uh, being told your costume is garbage. Uh, and you just, when I first started, I cried because like, these are all things that like, I vaguely thought about myself, but now like strangers were making these comments about me. So for lack of a better term, you have to like toughen up. You got to well, like, get a thick honestly, skin. Even if you're not doing more of the adult stuff, that's cosplay in general anymore, especially. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's gotten ugly. Oh, it's, yeah. Started, it's gotten super, super ugly. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. It, when I started, it, don't get me wrong. I, I was awkward about my body anyway, because I was very, very skinny um, but then I had complete strangers in multiple languages telling me how I needed a sandwich 
and god damn it i still want my goddamn sandwich <laughs> so i, I mean i had to toughen fridge. up i'd cry every convention because somebody at a con even if i was a guest would say something nasty to my face oh yeah i um i was recently a guest at a convention in the midwest um uh back at the end of june and I had a couple panels and in one of the panels, like I like to do a lot of hosting as opposed to like being the person who's like, like uh, one of the groups I work with, we do a dating game. I'm always the host because I'm more comfortable just like ripping on the people in the audience than I am having like people asking me questions and stuff. So it's like, no, I'll just sit here and rag on everybody. Mm. But somebody in the audience uh, screamed, you're the reason I'm gay, and it was a gentleman. Oh, wow. Whoa. And I was like, oh, that was thoroughly uncalled for, but if you're saying I make an attractive dude, thank you. Like, <laughs> you, you sort of have to learn to rip on yourself. Yeah. And, like, it's the second you start to take yourself too seriously that, like, all the fun goes out the window. When, oh, yeah. when things get taken way too personally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, if they really wanted to know, we're all nerds dressed up in costumes. Like, get over yourself. You know? It's it's like every time that any type of, like, spat between uh, ladies or gentlemen on any of the websites uh, I would work for would start, my immediate reaction was, you're taking your clothes off. You're not that serious. Shut up. True. Some people. Some people's children. <laughs> so you're saying we should think of the children? Always think of the children. Please think of the children. <laughs> well, branching off of the, the fact that you guys deal with a lot of ripping at cons and, and a lot of having to kind of internalize your own monologue as well as other people's monologue and kind of uh, take it in stride, as it were, Um what are your own thoughts on not being like the typical model standard and uh, maybe like what the difference between like sexy and tasteful cosplay versus people who are just doing it for attention versus people who are, you know, just in traditional garb for characters versus stylizing it? I have so much respect for people who legitimately look like they have walked out of the game or walked out of the anime because, oh my god, there's so much that goes into it. Like, the one that I can think of off the top of my head is Maul Cosplay. Um, he's like uh, the Geralt cosplayer yeah. from Witcher. Like, oh. you just look at him and you're like, who made you? Like, you're perfect. But, like, then there's instances where it's like, I know doing what I do when it comes to like being in public eye for lack of a better term that like you're going to get ripped apart for, do you even know the character or are you just taking off your clothes for it? Uh, your costume looks terrible, blah, 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 blah. I'll be the first to admit just because I'm master level doesn't mean I won't sit and hot glue something together and call it done. I've been there. Cause it's, it's just like, Nobody's flipping my seams. I don't care at this point. Exactly. Even when I'm making costumes specifically to do burlesque for, mm-hmm. I find myself lining them, surging them, making sure they're fine. And I'm like, 
why am I doing this? It's gonna end up in a pile on the floor. It's, it's just like you're ingrained from from your cosplays, get, making sure it's that perfect. You know, it's that you know, it's that level that you're getting to. You know, it's it's this weird thing that I've realized that every character costume that I now make since I have started my burlesque career has been, can I get out of this easily? Which is a good point for a burlesque, I mean, any type of burlesque stripping, however you want to call it, I've got to need to get out of it quick. So many times it's not even funny. Like I literally had to shove my bra over my hips and down my feet uh, <laughs> at one of my shows back in February. Wow. I, I could not get out of it. And I was like, well, here we go. And honestly, uh, skills like that aren't just good for burlesque. I find that they're also good for general cosplay as well. If somebody wants to do a transformation sequence, if somebody wants to make armor that's comfortable, um, getting in and out of a costume is, is important. It's just as important as being comfortable. not bad i'm just drawn that way (laughs) (laughs) see it fits the character well it's like i fully admit um even when i'm in sailor moon stuff i make sure not to drink when i'm in sailor moon um just because little kids i i don't know why i do like if I do any of our charity events and stuff, I stay in costume. I either show up in costume and I'll take the costume off once I'm in the car or away from the area. I try not to break the magic. Mm. So, yeah, I'm that person. I mean, I've, I've been there as well, like, in just certain instances where it's like, you know there's, like, small little kids who are just fascinated with like what you're wearing and you don't want to be like, no, that's not me at all. Well, I'm actually going to rip this wig off and really freak you out. I've seen that happen. Yeah, oh. that's true. 
But, like, I don't know. I find it interesting that, especially this day and age, a lot of conventions either are catering for cosplayers, such as with these special rooms where you can kind of go and get away from the crowds and everything, um, or they're very anti-cosplay. I've noticed that. I've noticed that trend. So, and that kind of worries me because... Part of what brings a lot of people is to see the costumes. Yeah. I think that more conventions should have like these little break rooms. And I've staffed a couple of cons where they've had it. And I've been around for a couple of cons where they felt that there was no need for it. I have heard, well, if the cosplayer has a problem, they can go right back to their room and take a break. And I'm like, not every cosplayer has a room across the street. Yeah, I was yeah. like, not every cosplayer staying in the hotel that the convention's at, or even staying mm-hmm. at the convention. I mean, there's conventions where I live that we live close enough that we can drive it without, you know, paying the three hundred to five hundred dollars for the hotel rooms. Right. So we're gonna drive that every day. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna need somewhere to sit down or relax or whatever. I off and on do fursuits with my friends and I'm like, uh, if they don't have one of those rooms for me, what am I going to do? Yeah. (laughs) And on top of that, when it comes to the conventions that aren't cosplay friendly, a lot of the logistics dealing with, oh God, things like the masquerade that I witnessed that turned into a drinking game this past weekend. But but isn't most anime conventions a drinking game anyway? I mean, the masquerade, I mean, if you think about it. Like Dragon Con's a little bit different. It's a sci-fi gaming literary convention and stuff like that. And they're doing the cosplay thing, but they've been going for 31 years. So you'd imagine housing 82,000 people and everything. They'd, they'd have the logistics down for a basic masquerade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do. It's just everybody was drunk. Oh no, no, it was it was different. But but anyway, I digress. So like, there's the difference between the conventions that do cater to it and the people that that, that they definitely you can tell the convention is either way out of its depth or doesn't have quite the logistics to handle the amount of cosplayers. Because I feel like not only do cosplayers, because you, I'm sure both of you guys have been either guests or enjoyed conventions in performance, presenting panels and things like that. Um, because I, I think I remember Arisaka from back in the Naruto fandom. Hey! Back in the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I remember her doing panels and things like that. Um, and, you know, there are some conventions that they just, they, they come off very cold yeah. uh, to cosplayers. And just really unwelcoming. Do. Even if you're doing work for the con, um, they'll sort of... Just nudge you, be like, oh, you're in a costume. Yes, I'm in a costume because you hired me and you're paying me and you've marketed me as a cosplayer. Mm. Hello. I don't know. I know there are one or two conventions that are, uh, I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the con, but they said something in their press release Cosplayers not welcome or encouraged. Oh, okay. I can remember. Is that the one that had the stolen picture of the cosplayer? Uh, yeah, the stolen picture of the Joker cosplayer. It was, uh, it was like, it wasn't like, the word wasn't deviant, but it was like outlaw? Outlaw Comic Con? That was something different, but there was another local convention. They were marketing themselves as a comic and toy show, which is why Mm -hmm. they were asking cosplayers not to come, which I understand because. 
as I've already said, any reason to cosplay. First day of school, cosplay. Last day of school, <laughs> cosplay. Going and, to the and, library, And having cosplay, been to a small you know? comic book convention, like, I, when I went to college in Pohicksville, Virginia, okay, the comic, and it was really funny because you actually saw big tables there that you were like, why are you even here? It was definitely a vendor's convention. It was definitely for business. Mm -hmm. There weren't any cosplayers. And there was a reason why. There wasn't really any panels catering to them. There wasn't anything right. going on, like photo shoots. There wasn't groups being planned. You know, this this is back kind of when comic shows were for specifically for vendors to network. And that's fine. Just don't don't cater yourself as something you're not. Like they, the I think the biggest gripe with this particular one that I'm thinking of, I want to say it was more like southwest-ish area. Probably. Yeah, but they were calling themselves a convention. Yeah. But then they're like, but we're not really a convention. We're really like a toy show. Yeah, but I, we are I, a convention. I remember it's that. Like, I, I, my theory was, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, Eddie, but... um. My theory was they used convention to put butts in seats, and then when you got there, they're like, oh, we're a comic and toy show. And your jaw just hit the floor. Yeah, like they, and they didn't even post the no cosplayers or whatever allowed, basically, until the week that it was going to happen, which people had already bought tickets or badges or whatever you want to call them for that thing, and were already making arrangements to be there. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was. It's like, they okay, you just set it up. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, think, I think the funniest part was that they posted all of the, like, anti-cosplay stuff on Facebook and without ex thinking that a backlash was going to happen in the slightest. Yeah. And I'm like, sorry, no. don't go around taking other photographers' photos from other conventions and overlaying your words on them. Exactly. Yeah. Please don't do that. Some people will never learn. But um, I have a few more questions here, and I think we've actually answered a lot of them in prior questions, but I think we can get in a little detail for some. Now, I have a question here. I mean, I've, I've known you two for a while, and I like the fact that you two are not the typical, I ain't trying to stereotype, the typical skinny, blonde hair cosplay model. We're weirdos. I think that's what makes y'all stand out. So I'm like, I mean, do you how do you really get a lot of shit for not being like the the typical cosplay model? You know what I'm saying? Oh hell yeah! Oh god! Yeah. Like I've I've gotten messages like, I I either get one of two extremes. I either get people who, um, and this has happened, and I've actually become friends with a lot of these people who tell me that I've inspired them to cosplay. Because they, as well, are not super skinny and super, um, like, uh, mainstream looking. Um, I had a gentleman friend of mine uh, say, you're the reason that I finally got the courage to actually dress up and go to a convention. Because I just saw how confident you were in your costume. And I was like, man, I wish you knew how much I stared at myself going, I look like trash. Here we go. <laughs> it's like. I, I, I either get, like, happy positives like that, um, like, after burlesque shows and stuff, and people are like, man, you guys were great. You guys, like, don't fit the mold. That was awesome. Or I get people saying, 
you're fat, you're hideous, kill yourself, you look nothing like the character, lose some weight, then we'll talk, uh, I'll give you money to lose weight, like, really rude and off-color things. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Oh, my favorite one is that this person did it so much better than you, and then they, oh, leave, oh my God, yeah. like, in, in a comment or a picture comment of, you know, your picture, they'll link a picture of this other person, and you're like, yes, but I'm not that person. Thank you, though. Yes, they did great, but thanks, like, guys. It's like, man, I didn't know this was a popularity contest. Oopsies. Exactly. Like, it's like, there are instances where you see somebody do a costume that you want to do, and they do it, just blow it out of the water, and you're just like, well, there goes that. I'll never look that good. Yep. I, I am best friends with somebody like that. Her moxie is to die for and I'm like I want to do moxie bad but I'm gonna go sit in the corner now there's like a meme for that the potato the little potatoes yeah. like the cute cinnamon bun potato it's like yeah. there's like there's pretty cosplayers and there's skilled cosplayers and I am a potato <laughs> yup well, I'm not even a potato I'm like a loaf of bread just lying on the ground but that's how I feel you have to understand if you're a loaf of bread you're the awesome potato bread that everybody loves because everybody loves potato potato bread bread. I mean come on dude bread is amazing so you're you're good you can be my starch any day (laughs) oh my I will say it is absolutely one of the greatest feelings in the world um, when you have somebody tell you that like you inspire them because you don't fit the norm but you're still doing what you're doing and it like it's it's all those warm fuzzy feelings yeah and like it it does outweigh the negative like there are days where the negative can absolutely get to you and you just you let it weigh down on you but even just one little comment from somebody who is just like, I think you're amazing, you're one of my favorites, and blah, blah, blah. Just even the slightest little thing in, like, a sea of, like, BS just makes you feel so much better, and you're like, yeah, this is why I do this. Yeah, or, like, when you meet them, meet somebody in real life at a convention, and they walk up to you, and they're, basically, the best way to put it is they fan over you, and they're so, like, I don't want to say in love, but they're, so into you as a person and your cosplays and they go on about how amazing you are and how much they you know they they look up to you which feels really weird when people say that mind you Mm. (laughs) it does does. it's like oh i i've been following you since blah 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 like i've had people tell me that they've been following me since the very first website i was on and they followed me to different websites yeah and then they purchased my solo stuff and it's like a part of me doesn't even think of them as, like, a fan at that point. I think of them as, like, a friend. Yeah, like, you don't... In that point, you don't know what to say to them. At half the time, you're just like, uh... Okay, thank you. Like, I get caught so off guard because I have people that do that. I had people at my home convention come up to me and, you know, call me nerdy and all this and, like, can we get a picture with you? We love your work. We love this. We love that. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know who you are. Thank you, though. Like, I am very flattered to be somebody you look up to. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm glad you think my frumpiness is something to achieve. I am very flattered. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like, it, and it, it does, it makes it so 
as you said, it makes it so much better. Even if it's that one person out of like a hundred other people, a hundred people could be talking shit to me and about me or, you know, my favorite one to look at also is when people, and it's usually older people and I won't say male or female cause I've had both and they're like forties, fifties and they compare me to some porn star uh. who is like famous or popular. And I'm sitting there going, this is two different fields, but if you like their work, go watch their work. Why are you telling me to be more like them? Yeah, it's like, I, that's, I, that's not me whatsoever. Like, I'm happy you like their stuff, but I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to continue to be me. Yeah, and, you know, I could go through all day with that, and then that one person uh, will comment or message or something, and it's the most positive thing I've heard all day. My whole day will turn around. Yeah. And it feels so good. It, it still catches me off guard because it can just be one of those just out of the blue and just this random people. And you're like, thank you. It's, it's amazing to hear. That makes me feel so much better, honestly. And the negative is horrible, but the positive does outweigh it a lot. So true. So true. Okay. A tiny little Patronus in a sea of Dementors. Yup. <laughs> Remember, the tiny potato and the tiny loaf of bread believes in you both. You can do the thing. Don't believe in the bread. Believe in the bread that believes in you that believes in the bread. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, now, now, here's something that we, we, we've all talked about. We all have various um, thoughts and opinions on it. Like, when cosplayers start doing sexy and skimpy cosplays, do you feel some of them are doing it for the attention? They feel, or they're doing it just for actual cosplaying, or what? What do y'all think? There's Honestly, somebody I know who just does sexy costumes, and she's not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's not getting sponsorships. She's... Yeah, she's popular, but she's not doing it for any particular reason other than she always seems to like the sexy and skimpy characters. She never does anything past the costume. Like, she refuses to do any type of modeling, even, like, fully clothed. She just Mm. doesn't want to. Honestly, you you can never judge because I'm me, you're you. You might want to go around, okay, let's, let's take Vaughn. I'm sure all of us have heard, either heard of Vaughn or can easily hear of Vaughn. Yes. He walks around in like a Speedo, all right? Is he doing it for the attention half the time? Probably not. He actually just likes doing it. Like, there's people out there that I'm comfortable with it, so I'm going to do it. I'm not doing it for your opinion or your opinion. I'm doing it for myself. Uh-huh. Then there, you know, there might be the ones out there that do it for attention, but who are we to judge and say that they are? We don't know what's going on in their brains. I, I feel like the part that really makes it obnoxious is when the person has admitted they only do it for attention. They have admitted they don't know anything about said character. Every character they ever do, they go out of their way to make it, like, literally, like, a bra top with, like, sequins and stuff on it. And they're like, this is my Castlevania costume. And you're just like... <laughs> See, if they what? admit it, then, yeah, they're in it for attention. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, this this person that I'm thinking of in particular absolutely is in it just for attention. And they 
became friends with relatively famous cosplayers and now all of the friends that they used to have um they ignore in search of cost fame and it's just like dude did you have like we we all saw it coming but did you have to prove us right yeah like it, it's just that moment it's like come on well i will, well i will say maybe for some they don't realize what's happening and then you got those who are self-aware like oh i see what i'm getting here i'm gonna keep pushing the envelope till there you know I, I, yeah. I hate the fact that I know people who are legitimate attention whores. Well, there's also the other side of that coin, too. Um, dealing with something that Nerdy said before about, like, we're not all the same person and things like that. And we talked a little bit about toxic fandom on here, dealing with Japanese voice acting idols and things like that, um, where the toxic side of fandom is almost like they have an ownership over you. Because they are your fan and because they do Ugh. appreciate your work. I'm, I'm using air quotes here, guys. There is sarcasm <laughs> in my voice. Um, but there is also that toxic side of fandom, too, I think. And, and do you guys find that you're affected by a lot of that? Or do you kind of just go, okay, hashtag blocked, hashtag out of my life, you know? Um, I know somebody who does block indiscriminately when negative things happen i am sadly the kind of person who it's like no i'll give you another chance maybe you didn't mean it it always comes back to bite me in the ass to which then yeah i'll block you but like you try to give them that chance though yeah, maybe. yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't want to think people are inherently douchey like i genuinely don't but like i have felt that people feel as though i owe them something uh, because they've been a fan for so long, or that uh, I should spend more time talking to them because they've uh, purchased my content more. Um, they've just dropped X amount of dollars on so much content that I should... They've just bought, like, a 30-minute conversation with me. So that's not how it works, like... I'm sorry, like, I understand you're a fan, but there's no reason for you to feel as though that, like, I'm entitled to be your BFF. Yeah. And it, it can get kind of scary sometimes, where people do get very pushy. Uh, we had an instance at Otakon this year, where we were, uh, myself and the other person selling uh, with me, uh, we had somebody literally almost stalking us oh like sending us um on my instagram and on her instagram because i had tagged her saying hey i'm at my booth with so-and-so taking pictures of our booth from a distance and just messaging them to us that's weird and i did not know who this person was and it was very unsettling and then at a convention in Ohio uh, about two weeks ago, we had a gentleman who found out that uh, Bubble Pop Burlesque, the burlesque troupe that I am a co-producer of, uh, he found out that we were going to be there, and he just started randomly messaging via Instagram one of our performers saying, well, hey, 
what room are you guys in? I work in the parking garage for the hotel. What room oh. are you in? Just very, very, that, like, uh, uh. <laughs> See, I like coming to your shows. I want to hang out with you guys. What room are you in? It's like, oh, my God. That, see, oh, that, that, see that's I've, the, had, yeah. I've had the people, I've had one fan, fan quote there, guy, this, this, he was creepy. All right. And this was, he bought everything. Like he bought memberships to any site that I was on. If he found out that I was like, for like, for suicide girls, you do like the, what is that called? Whatever. You're not a suicide girl yet, but you're trying to be. You're like a uh, trainee. Potential. Yeah. Potential. Yeah. Basically like he found out that I was for a while on there and he bought a membership to see the set and he bought a membership to this and he bought a membership to that. And he bought all, like he would buy everything that I released. And I was like, you know, it's really cool every now and then I, you know, if he bought things from me, you know, personally, I'd add a couple more things in, you know, a couple extra shots or something because I knew he bought them all. And I used to post like selfies at a store I used to work at where you wouldn't know the name of the store or where it was located or anything. He tracked me down and came into my work. Oh, that's a new it, train to Fucketsville. Yeah, no. I worked at a mall, and we had to call mall security because he wouldn't leave. It was the creepiest thing. I have, Like, my, I'm so glad I wasn't working alone because I don't know what I would have done. We, I was working in a small store where usually we are just one person working. And I'm so glad that somebody else was there because I don't know what I would have done. I can't close the store. What do you do in that situation? Like... <laughs> But he came in and he brought like three bouquets of flowers and he bought like candies and stuff. Like it was weird. Like flattered, thank you, but that's not something you should ever do. And, his, and uh, his... we had to call security. We acted like I had to leave for an emergency and I hid in the back because we didn't know what to do. And it was my manager that was there with me. Thank God. And she sits there and she, she starts calling her husband and. She called security. It was. It just got really weird, really quick, and I'm freaking out in the back. I'm sitting there not knowing what to do. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I. I don't know. I haven't had anything since then like that. Mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> you see, he tried to contact me once on another a- account, and he's like, "Well, why'd you leave?" Uh, oh uh, no, that that's see, that, he, that's he, he, when he was entitled. Been, they, they have been yeah, upgraded yeah. to stalker. He um, see see this, oh. this asshole feels that because he bought all of your content, he feels entitled to you that you should fall in love with him and start yeah. a happy family. It don't work that way. It, can wait, I, I'm sorry, we're not on Sword um, Art Online. <laughs> yeah, I have a sorry, random like also being stalked at work thing, um, but it's slightly off tangent. Um, I had a fan's girlfriend show up at my job. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, God. And oh, I, the fan actually was messaging me at the time. And he's like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, let's call the girlfriend uh, Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, not her name, but that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. He's like, um, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um Jen found all of my info uh, and all of the messages back and forth, and she thinks I'm cheating. And I was like, "Dude, you're unloading way too much on me." And it's like, "I'm I'm really sorry, but I think she might have tracked you down." And a part of me is like, 
how did she track me down? Well, it turns out that said fan lived three hours away. The girlfriend oh. lived an hour away because she went to college uh, relatively close to me. Oh, she, I don't know what she did, but somehow found out where I worked and ended up coming into my job and just, I just noped right out the back and I hid in the office and I was like, I'm not putting up with this. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. She's stomping around asking where I am, like freaking out about it. My boss comes out and goes, nobody here, uh, nobody here uh, has that name. Of course, she's using uh, my model name, not mm -hmm. my birth name. And my boss does know what I do. And she's like, yeah, nobody here is by that name. I don't know what you're talking about. If you don't leave, we're calling uh, the cops. And the girl's like freaking out. She ends up um, leaving the store after about 30 minutes and sits outside in our parking lot for the next hour and a half, waiting to see if I come by the front doors because we have these giant glass windows and glass doors uh, and waiting to see if I walk by that because it was not hard to miss me at the time. I had bright blue hair uh, and just seeing if I would leave to go to my car. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm staying here. Oh yeah. It, uh, -uh. Mm -hmm. you get, and thank goodness though, that those types of fans <laughs> aren't very many or the jealous over the top girlfriends or boyfriends aren't that many like i am so happy that they're like one in a million yeah i don't know what i could do like uh-uh at that point in time i would fear for everybody in my life because that's just no and see that's that's part of why like i fully admit i contemplated doing more adult content um even though I am, like, the weirdest little thing to ever exist and can't pull off sexy except derpish. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I look like a child half the time. So. <laughs> yeah, that would... I, I can't pull off sexy. I can pull off cute. So I'm like, I just look like a little girl trying too hard. Yep. <laughs> Pretty but, much. Uh, I ended up deciding to kind of back down. I used to try and like do a lot of guesting and hosting a panel, especially here where I'm at. Um, we uh, had a big group and everything. I did all this crazy stuff with guests and panels and everything you could think of. Well, then I got stalker number one, who is a 16 year old boy when I was, I think 18. Oh, no. And uh, he went to every local convention I would go to and just follow me around. Mm. So finally one day I was mean and kind of broke his little heart and let him know I was a lesbian. Um, which, by the way, is not true. But, you know, it worked. And then a few years later, when I used to work in the casinos, I had a guy come over from my space, hunted me down where I worked, and just sat outside of my cashier cage and stared at me for four hours. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he was escorted out. He then would message me constantly about how much he wanted to do stuff with him and his wife involved. And, yeah. Uh, needless to say, I, I kiboshed that. I actually uh, outright told him, because he's here 
locally too and I said if you don't stop sending me all this stuff I will post it in your photography studio so that way everybody knows how much of a wonderful human being you are oh gross don't fuck it's, with the uni it's better than blocking let me tell you so and I still have issues with that one and it's been going on for like six years so I get where you guys are coming from <laughs> And I haven't even done anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. It can happen to anybody, honestly. So oh. it's, it's the one thing is, I've always told people, especially ones wanting to get into cosplay, whether more sexually or not, you have to realize if you put your face out there, there are people that are going to respond. Whether negative, positive, it doesn't matter. You have to protect yourself. Definitely. Be smart about it. Oh, yeah. Make That's sure when you use scariest. an alias. Yeah, use an alias. Protect yourself. Um, use a proxy server if you need to. Like, yeah. It's just... Opera. And that's a major thing to throw out there, like, right now for everybody to understand that whether you believe in sexy cosplay or not, they're humans, too. Yep. <laughs> and, oh, a lot yeah. of a, and, and a lot of cosplayers, like, to be honest, especially y'all, you lovely, lovely ladies who put yourself out there, like, you, it's not like you're going to be going around every convention with security or... Oh, sorry. I thought I was hearing voices. It's, it's all good. Um, but it's not like you're going around with big buff security dudes. Like, that's, that's a big budget. Um, and, and so having to protect yourself is, at least to me, it's, it's something that's a very visible part of being a cosplayer when you put yourself out there. It is. And you know what, as the only guy that's right here, I'll, I'll, I will be the first to admit, I was that guy when I got into cosplay. I was like, these cosplayers are hot. I had those thoughts. And just over time, going to various conventions, it, 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 I guess it finally clicked. Being around various people and stuff like that and seeing things from different perspectives. And then the one time I went to Exotica and I'm hanging out behind a booth with a couple of porn stars talking about anime and manga. And one of them is hanging out at my house. And it's like, they're human beings just like you and me. They just want to chill and party and have a good... It finally set in. It's like, especially when I'm doing pictures. I take pictures because I like the cosplay. I'm not sitting there pointing out how hot they are. It's like, all right, I'm going to edit this. Boom. The cosplay, it pops. Move to the next photo, you know? And I just want more guys to understand. If you're going to have these thoughts, if you can't control these thoughts... Maybe you should not be on social media or going to cons because just because you like these thoughts and other guys like these on other girls, that does not mean that who you're saying this to is going to like that shit back. You know, it's like they say, imagine that's your mom or your sister or your wife and you're saying that shit to her. Did it make you happy? No. Well, then cut the shit. I think, uh, I don't know, Nerdy, if you have ever gotten one of these, but I have gotten in the past what is referred to as a tribute. And mm. it was one of the most disgusting and rude things I think I've ever gotten in my life. And I literally felt like I was being threatened. And it, uh, what it is, is it's normally um, people, uh, normally fellas, 
We'll print out photos of you. Oh, yep. We'll proceed to uh, ejaculate all over the photo. Yep. And then send it to you, like, uh, take a picture of it, and then send you that picture and tell you, uh, look what your face made me do. This is what you do to me. This is what I want to happen to you. It's like, do you understand how uncomfortable and how unsafe I feel right now? I think I just gagged a little in my mouth. (laughs) I've never received one sent to me, but I've found, like, a friend of mine found, like, a thing on one of, like, not Reddit, but one of the other websites, and I, like, nerdy was in there, and I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm done here. I can't do this anymore. I I always seem to get, like, the private messages as opposed to, like, uh people getting threads of me and stuff. And I've actually, um, I have friends who frequent uh, wrestling subreddits and they don't ever expect to see me on there. (laughs) (laughs) And a friend of mine did post uh, pictures of my uh, Asuka photo set. And all of a sudden I woke up to like five different messages of male friends who were just like, Oh, I hope you know this is out there, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, one, that's the picture that was the teaser. So, yes, I'm aware that picture is out there. Two, the person who posted it actually asked my permission first. And I said, yes, that's fine. And three, I then had many of them asking me if they could purchase it. And they're like, I don't don't know how to ask this because we're really good friends. But can I have that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, it's fine. I had a, a friend's uh, fiance. Like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever asked in my life. But how do I buy your stuff? <laughs> I was like, dude, it's okay. Like, his fiance knew and everything, and she's like, yeah, go for it. Yep. <laughs> it's it's very odd when when a friend finds like I've had friends that hadn't put two and two together, and I've no I had known them for like seven years, and they didn't put two and two together that I was this person and then they finally did and they were like can I buy your work (laughs) yeah yeah I mean you've been watching me for this long how did you not know that it was me I um, it's not like I do one costume for this and one costume for that like I'm here with you in the same cosplay as that set has what are you doing? Well, maybe they're like me. They the memory retention is slightly <laughs> off, or they keep can't put face together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will never let you down. Like yeah. I will never let that one go. Oh, I, I know <laughs> you won't, because I was still sitting on that for a good hour afterwards. <laughs> and now that we're talking about the financial aspect, here's something. Now, cosplaying, fun, profit, both Patreon. I mean. Got to make some, I guess, make a little bit of dollar here or there, you know? To me, I mean, Patreon's a good thing. I don't find it being bad. As long as you don't shit on your followers. Like, exactly. don't not give them what they're paying for. Don't, don't be a dick to people who aren't on your Patreon. That too. Don't think only the people who are paying for your content are worth your freaking time. That too. Like, there's... Be nice to everybody. Whenever people are paying for your content on, like, Patreon, please fucking give them what they're paying for. 
if you can't make it for, you know, because I've seen people that do it, you know, every week they post something or every day or whatever. If you can't post it, like, I understand. We all understand. Things come up. Make sure they know. Pay them back. Like, if you can't post one day, give them two or three posts the next day. It's not that hard to do. Don't be shitty. Um, Don't act like... I don't know how to put that. As you said, like, don't be shitty to the ones that aren't on your Patreon. That's, I mean, that, that to me, that's just rude anyway. That's horrible. Why would you do that? I, I do know of somebody who does that, um, who, if you meet her and you like, oh, can I get a picture with you? This is actually something that did happen recently. Um, her response was, of course. Oh, are you one of my Patreons? Their response was, no, I'm not. She literally rolled her eyes at this person, grumbled, and in the photo that they took together, she looks like she wishes she was anywhere else but there. Oh, that's horrible. See, don't do that shit. That's that's the way to turn a possible supporter into an obvious not supporter. Yeah, exactly. It's, if you're in it, don't be in it just for the money. Like, yes, it can be profit. There can be profit in it. There can be profit in almost anything. I mean, I can go and make a necklace that looks shitty to me, and somebody's probably going to buy it. Like, there's profit in everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm, I'm not saying, like, oh, don't go in. For, don't think that you can go into it, though, and make a bang and a buck right away. Oh, yeah, no, because... you've got to build up that fandom. You've got to build up the people following you. And there's even been a huge movement for having free Patreons by yeah. professional costumers like Amazon Mandy and a few of my other friends who are doing videos and tutorials and stuff. So don't think like that you're don't don't think that it's only for that, because it there once you make it just about profit, you lose the fun. It should always have, it's cosplay. It should have fun in it. I mean, part of the word is play. You should have fun. I mean, come on, people. Let's think about that. I don't, you know, I don't make a bang and a buck, but I love doing it. And if I make a sell, I make a sale. It's not a big thing to me. I love what I do. I will continue to have fun doing what I do. I mean, there are some people that are lucky that make a bang and a buck. Not saying it can't happen, but <laughs> don't go in it thinking that it's going to be right away. Don't, yeah, don't go into Patreon assuming that you are going to be making thousands upon thousands of dollars in your first month. I mean, uh, Stella has a cosplay marketing class, and that's one of the things she talks about. She's like, don't automatically assume that you sh- uh, can be doing like thousands upon thousands of dollars, you need to have a following. You need to do all of these ground up steps to get a following. Oh yeah. Like people aren't just gonna discover you and think, Oh, well I absolutely have to support this stranger that I've never seen in my life. A lot of times, a lot of the support does come from people who have been following you for a long time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't make, millions on freaking uh patreon i absolutely do my best and always make sure that i get my product out there no matter what but 
I have maybe about five or six people on my Patreon, and they're people who I know like my content, so I'm not going to constantly be pushing for more and more and more. I absolutely despise the people that sign up for a certain tier and then uh, ends up being fraud. I hate being stolen oh. from because that is genuinely what it is. I'm being stolen from. I had too many of those. That's why I kind of shut my Patreon down because I had, I got three, four people like in one day. And since Patreon doesn't have a, you know, receive later, pay first type thing, mm-hmm. unless you're in um, beta or whatever, it, I, they I automatically you see. have to be there for six months. Okay, they they have active. that finally. Uh, yeah, that's what I have read, is you have to be active for six months on Patreon before they can even consider putting you in the beta. Oh. See, and, and I am where, five days away from that, and I that's where desperately a lot of need people, to put it up. Yeah, that's where a lot of people, like, that's what I, like, that's what made me shut my Patreon down. Like, I completely took it down, because I had, like, three, four, five people join, then see everything, and then quit before they the payment was taken out which made me angry and i'm sitting there going okay well (laughs) thanks guys so it was they were just there to see the free stuff basically and then leave so don't screw your your patreon supporters over but don't screw the patreon person over either Please. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's um, it's something that a lot of people, um, a lot of fans included, if they respect you, they're going to pay for your content. And it's one of those things that's like, dude, pay for your porn. Just pay yeah. for it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I, it, I know I, yeah. you can get it for free on RedTube, but a lot of what uh, Nerdy and myself do is custom content. It's oh, yeah. stuff that you're not just going to be able to Google randomly and find a full photo set identical to what we're doing. And if you really want that, if you are going to appreciate that, you're going to actually support the person who is making it. If you want more, you want to see more of this person and Google isn't doing it for you. Well, why don't you support them so they can continue to make this content instead of just finding out there what's free and just rolling with that and waiting for somebody to leak something. Yep. I'm very sorry about this kind of stuff. No, 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 you're good. good. You have said basically everything that I could think. See, you're on point with that because I'm on the other side. I am the guy who doesn't have a lot of money, but who has their favorite models and will chat with them on Facebook tweet at them on Twitter, hang out in their chat room and stuff like that. Give tokens where I can, or if they're going like, I will, if they ask me to let, I will retweet. I will do that. That's what I can do. If I financially cannot give you, I will be part of the street team to get mofos to pay you. See, that's support too. That's, That's a big thing in whatever we do as well is we have the ones that can't, you know, financially, which, you know, we all understand finances. We understand that. It sucks. (laughs) It sucks a lot. And if you're showing support on, you're sharing, 
you're commenting, you're liking, mm -hmm. you're talking to us, you're communicating with us, you're getting the word out about us. Like that's support as well. Yep. That's that's great support, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed, mm -hmm. agreed. Even if you can't uh, donate, but it, you can still get the word out, you can like, you can share, you can comment on something, it does something. It, like, makes your, well, with Facebook algorithms at least, it makes your reach bigger so other people who may not have heard of you and may be interested in purchasing your content can see you. Um, somebody on your Twitter, when you re, uh, retweet us, Somebody there might say, oh, that person looks interesting. I might want to check out what they have to offer. It's so little and insignificant, but it makes a massive difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all I ever ask for in return is a thank you. That, that's it. You know, shows I'm appreciating. I'm like, good, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Oh. Now, we've talked about a lot of stuff, and we are coming down to the wire, but we will probably go a little bit longer because I got a couple more questions here because I am curious about this. All right, let's say the entire cosplay community finally got their shit together. We know it won't happen, but let's say that they did. And they decided to have an election as someone as their official representative of cosplay. Eddie Soccer, nerdy. If you had this position... What would you do to make the cosplay community more acceptable to plus size cosplayers, sexy cosplaying, this and that? What would you do? Oh, that's, oh that's, God. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember, I am strictly a figurehead. Please speak to Parliament. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I nominate my friend William to be the president because uh, oh man, um, he's better with words than I am. I guess it's one of those things where you really have to weed out a lot of the toxic thought processes. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the best I can pull out of my ass right now is like we aren't gonna have the proportions that an anime character is gonna have. Like I'm not a clamp character. My arms don't go to my ankles <laughs> that's not how this shit works we're like, people we're not my body is limited to like what we can actually do but it's one of those things where it's like there are people who can be accepting of people who are plus size and who are bigger and then there are people who just up and fetishize you mm -hmm, and yeah. you sort of have to weed the one out from the other and just be like Look, I'm not just your fetish. I am a human being. Why don't you look at me f like that first? And then we can start the dialogue from there. But it's, it's they see you as a person. They see you as uh, jerk-off material. Or they see you as something to be hidden behind closed doors. And if you're, like, above a size 6 or a size 8, you are to not even be seen or heard. And it's really disheartening that that's what people think. And it's something that I would desperately do my best to try to get people to, like, accept. Because there's so many people who are bigger, who are curvy. And there is nothing wrong with them. But the cosplay community as a whole don't necessarily care. Like, they'll look at you cosplaying... Like, I don't know, Harley Quinn, and they'll, like, one of the reactions that I've seen in the past is, whoa, 
this girl ate Harley Quinn. Like, come on, dude. Mm -hmm. She's a freaking person. There's no reason for that ignorant comment. And then when you go back and like, because me being the petty person I am, I'm like, well, let me look into your personal Facebook. (laughs) I go in and I look and I was like, oh, well, you ain't no Georgia Peach either. Hold on. And then on top of that, it's just like, oh, well, you also have garbage taste in music. You have blah, 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 blah. Like, it's the old adage of the bully is bullying you because they feel bad about themselves. It's like, it really does hold true. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a get better self-confidence for yourself so that you can realize that the best thing you can do in this community is to uplift everybody. Basically, just remember that everybody is a person. We have feelings. We're people. We we all bleed the same color. Damn I mean, right. if you bleed green, you should probably get that checked out. Just saying. But we all bleed the same color. We all have the same, you know, organs. We might be missing some or have extra ones or not have some that belong to us. But we're all humans. We're not, you know, a carbon copy of some, you know, clamp or a carbon copy of another person. We have feelings. We're people. You know, as... It goes to the whole... We need to have acceptance no matter what. It doesn't matter what size we are. It doesn't matter if we're as skinny as Vaughn. Or, you know, shaped like a pear. It doesn't matter. We're people. We have feelings. And people... You know, just accept us already. It, it's not like we're trying to force... You can dislike the sexy aspect. No one's saying you can't dislike it. You can you can like it, you can dislike it. But Yeah, like, we're not here to shove that down your throat. Yeah. Don't go off on us and hate on us because we accept it. You just get... If you start doing that, like it has been, it just gets back into the whole, almost like the pro-abortion, no-abortion. And we've got enough shit like that in our fucking society as it is. We don't need that in our community as well. Why just accept? You don't have to, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm okay with it. Just accept that it's there. It's for, not- much, for as much as I hate using this term, cosplay also does have a gatekeeper's mentality. And and it- oh yeah, elitism is rampant. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. crazy because I uh, teaching like younger cosplayers that the the confidence level with the new cosplayers because they're coming in and they're seeing all these beautiful works of art, all this stuff people are putting tons of time into, and I constantly like it's a constant like confidence check with them because they're so afraid of failing the first time they step out in their costume when it's supposed to be fun. And these are kids that are like eight to ten years old. Yeah. And they're already getting that mentality, and it's just so poisonous. It is. It's it's super toxic, and it's horrible. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, are you afraid of failing? Let me show you one of my first costumes. I used my real hair. I didn't have <laughs> fake blood, so I smeared my shirt with lipstick. <laughs> That's kind of amazing, not going to lie. Yeah, except it got on my arms and my armpits, and I was, like, pink by the end of the day, and I was like, hmm, this isn't very gory so much as it is as I feel sticky and I need a shower. (laughs) Well, I I will say this. I mean, maybe I'm wrong in saying it. Maybe I'm seeing it from a wrong point of view. A lot of this elitism 
is coming from like these higher up cosplayers who think their shit doesn't stink and they got like this massive following and they're acting like we're not role models. It's ego. It's yeah. ego. It's ego. It's ego. There are famous cosplayers who have very simple one syllable names who do not understand that they cannot use racist jargon. They cannot oh yeah and say that oh this was a this was a gift they cannot hide the fact that they're being sponsored that they're getting money that they can say terrible things about somebody who is slightly bigger than them in size and not get consequences for it because people are like oh well they didn't really mean it shut the fuck up everybody can be a shitty human being and these people can be super shitty extra because not only are they just not just in the spotlight they have like the ability to pay people to take down shitty comments they have the ability to just sit there and like oh i never said that well girl i have the receipts hold on up oh it was all a joke you are the whitest white thing to ever white what the hell is coming out of your mouth i will get off my soapbox <laughs> i thought you was gonna pop a fucking blood vessel i saw the vein just super, like shaking. i am super salty about what has happened because i know this person only got extra bad after they started uh pursuing uh their current relationship and uh yeah the significant other in the relationship is a piece of garbage and it has rubbed off onto this girl. And now they're both just casual racist douchebags. And nobody ever wants to call them out on it. And it's BS. And the funny thing is, it's not only cosplayers, but celebrities are shitty. Like, there are so shitty celebrity people, too. Like, cosplay isn't even part of it. It's just the person. And yep. and fame can just do really horrible things to people. Um, you, you, you put a K next to your follower count, all of a sudden... Like, you're untouchable. That's the mentality that it is, and it's really, really fucking ridiculous. Well, and on that note, sometimes it's not even to that point. Um, I have friends locally who have started competing in some contests, and they've been doing really well in said contests, but they haven't ever really branched out. But now they are the shit. And they will just blow you off because they think they're the shit. And I'm like, oh, honey, child, if I really wanted to, I could knock you down a few notches. But you know what? Not worth it. Okay, okay. Tell me if you've not if you've heard this song and dance before. Newbie cosplayer buys their costumes. They go to the cons. They feel good. They feel great. They try their hand at making their costumes, and they go to the next convention. People come up to tell them how great their co their cosplays are and they're awesome and they're famous or whatever. They open up that page. They become that shit. By the end of the year, they have maybe 500 followers. They're trying to get them to get them to become guests at conventions. And you go to the con, you see said cosplay, and you're like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, that uh, happens yeah. almost at every convention yeah. that has cosplay guests, like. I'm, I'm confused on half the people there, usually. So, <laughs> I don't know who half these people are that are popular. And then when I do look at it, I'm like, okay, you have 300 to 500. Are you somewhere else on social media? Am I missing? Like, 
Am I missing something? I know that, like, likes and follows aren't mm-hmm. everything, but am I missing something when people that are, like, 500 to 300 followers on one social media thing, am I missing something whenever they're getting guests and stuff? Like, uh, See, I, I look at it like this. It's like, this said cosplayer, I have over 1,500 fans on my Facebook page. I have so many people on my Twitter. I have so many on Instagram. Me. That's awesome. What's your website? Well, my Facebook yeah. page. No, 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 no. What's your website? So I can see some of this stuff. Well, my Facebook. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. It's 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 the social media yeah. popularity mm-hmm. that is really what's carrying yeah. a lot of cosplayers now. And I mean, like, I really only have Facebook and Instagram. And, like, my Snapchat is just full of, like, me doing Snapchat filters and just being all around obnoxious. Oh. Like, if people want to follow that, freaking go for it. But I promise you that you're just going to see, like, me with cat ears just, like, swearing. Like, that that's really all it is. And, like... I'm not gonna lie. See, but, 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 Arisaka, if they get on the premium Snapchat, you'll swear at them in Spanish or Italian or Japanese as an added bonus. The worst part of Snapchat, though, is that I have a friend who's been in acting. She actually just produced her own independent film and won some awards recently. Um, Face, Face Them, which is like a suspenseful horror thing she just did. And she got popular because she went on Snapchat with the cat filter and talked about the unicorn uh, Starbucks drink and how bad it was. I remember that. That's hilarious. That's my friend Liz. She's amazing. Super lovely. Wonderful cosplayer. I actually worked at Studio Cosplay with her. And and that's how she hit it off. And now she's got over 10,000 followers. But she's been working at this acting thing for many, many years. The viral mentality of, like, just what we are as, like, not just a cosplay society, but just just a society as whole, it's very telling. Mm -hmm. It it really is. Okay. Well, and that's part of, like, with these more well-known cosplayers. Yeah, that's awesome that you're very well-known, you're getting all these likes, or you're getting all this exposure. But if you're not smart about it, You've got to sit there and come up with a plan for later on. Are you going to become like a marketing manager or maybe a PR person or something later on down life when, I'm sorry, your looks fade and you can't rely on that anymore? You've got to have some type of plan for yourself to use what you've learned to its fullest potential. Agreed. So, and that's that's my big thing. Like right now, I don't care if you're doing sexy cosplay. I don't care if the only way you've become famous is a certain Pikachu costume. Um, Things of that nature. I don't care. As long as you sit there and realize later on in life, you've got to use it to its fullest potential in the sense of you have all these marketing connections. Keep them. Don't burn your bridges. Take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Now, all of this reminds me of something I heard on a popular TV show from the 50s, The Honeymooners. There was an episode where the guys were talking and Ralph was asked, what would happen if he got super famous? How would he go about it? And he said, I would be humble. The same people you meet all the way up are the same people you meet on the way down. And I'm like, you know what? That makes the most amount of sense because if you're humble 
and you're nice to everyone as you get up there and as you're coming down they're gonna see what you've gone through and they're still gonna be by your side and support you as you get as you back at square one and you get to rebuilding yourself this is what i say every single time to my students i like to, i take their hands and i look them deeply in the eyes because i care and i go you know there's always going to be someone you look up to and there's always going to be someone who looks up to you don't define your own self-worth by how other people see you or by how you see other people do something just one thing it can be a fear it can be a new skill every day that makes you better as a person and in your life and if you can do that then then you're better as a person and that's that's how you should measure yourself mm -hmm. sorry for getting deep for a second no 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 <laughs> no no like, we're, we're talking about stuff that i don't think we really talk about as a whole it's like little clicks you talk about this little clicks talk about uh we kind of see this type of discussion on facebook here and there till someone comes along and derails the fucking thread and you're just like the fuck you know like like i do where i post nothing but memes of antelopes chewing on stuff <laughs> what are we going to do with you uni not much <laughs> Okay, all right, last question before we wrap up the show tonight, and I know this has been said throughout the show tonight. Simple words of encouragement to other cosplayers. What would you say to them if they came up to you and wanted to do this? Don't be afraid. Like, don't... There... You're gonna There's fuck gonna be up a... and that's okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We got this. We can work this out together. Make mistakes. <laughs> Screw we up. All make How mistakes. else are you? Sew your sleeve on inside out multiple times. Seam rip to your heart's content. Run out of your bobbin constantly and just bang your head against your sewing table. It's going to happen. Prepare for it. I'm... You're not going to be perfect, and that's okay. I'm picturing this as a musical. <laughs> Cost... I'm, I'm imagining burning things with fire because... I have a few projects. That's what I want to do. Yeah. We all mess up. We all learn from your mistakes. Don't let them get you down. Take it and learn from it. And Every don't time... let it stop you from trying something harder next time. Exactly. Like never pushing yourself. And Never for every like crappy comment that someone says to you, there's going to be five more awesome ones that are encouraging. And you know what? That's the people that you look for to hang out with, to learn from, to even just have a simple conversation with. Not the assholes of the internet that are like, oh, I'm behind a pretty little computer screen. Durr. If you're happy while doing it, that's what matters. Like, don't go chasing the fame because it's just going to bite you in the ass. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just do what you do because you love it and because it makes you happy. And, like, I can, I will say this, um, this is something that I have told people about me doing burlesque and me doing masquerades because um, I am a master level uh, competitor when it comes to both hall and performance. When I am backstage, I feel nauseous and like I'm going to pee my pants. The Dave. day that that no longer happens is the day that I hang up everything because that means it's not fun to me. I'm mm -hmm. not excited. I'm not 
gearing up and ready to go. It doesn't matter how many times I've done it. These are the feelings I continue to get. But once that adrenaline kicks in, that is one of the greatest feelings on the planet. But the second it doesn't happen, cosplay isn't fun to me anymore. Yeah, that yeah. adrenaline rush is you're like 20 minutes away from the convention center and you're starting to see the people that are in the outer hotels like prep their costumes and step out into the street. If you're not feeling that, then you either have different priorities than me at panel, like uh, at conventions, like going to panels or seeing other things. And that's cool. But once you stop losing that, that deep in your heart, like little weeb feeling, then, oh, then oh, cosplay yeah. isn't as fun. If you don't hang out of your car window screaming weebs at people while wearing a Naruto headband, you're nobody. Like, <laughs> accept that you are a weeb and just move on. If you're if you're not a weeb, otaku, or idol trash, or or somewhere in the middle, then what are you? I mean... To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase PLATE. Also, always remember that even if it looks like shit or crap to you, I can bet you a million bucks somebody else is going to see it and you're going to put a smile on their face. They're going to love it. It it doesn't matter. Like, Don't be hard on yourself. Somebody out there is going to love that and you're going to make their day. I can bet you that. Yeah. And another thing, if you're at a con and you see someone in a costume that you love in any way, shape, or form, whether it's just a character, their portrayal of the character, the costume itself, it doesn't matter. Tell that person. Go up to them. Because I bet you, that'll make their day. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just an awesome costume in passing, that can change a tired-looking cosplayer's like sad like i'm hungry and i haven't been eating correctly all weekend because i had so many slices of pizza i'm gonna be sick of pizza to oh my gosh this con is slightly better and i'm not slightly as negative about the pizza i'll be eating again today i actually have two little side notes about that um one do remember to eat don't be like me and survive off of pepsi max for four days oh Um, On Sunday, I ate sixty dollars worth of food at On the Border. If I, I'm telling, I'm I'm telling all y'all this because I've already did this for a couple of friends in Artist Alley. If I find out y'all ain't eat, I'm bringing you a care package, or I'm gonna grab you by the back of your neck and I'm dragging you to to a place where you're gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch you eat. And once you finish eating, you can go about and do whatever the hell you want. Because I'd be damned, you're gonna pass out on my watch. No. That was my lovely cosplay medic in the room. She's like, if I found out you haven't been eaten, I'm going to feed you. But it was like violently. <laughs> oh, yeah. One of, one of my fellow judges at um, the con that I was a guest at in June, she was like, what do you mean you aren't eating? What do you mean you aren't eating? And I was like, calm down, Snow. Oh, my God. But um, on, on the other side of it, um, of being a fan of somebody, I do have a small story from Otakon. Um I am a huge fan and have been a huge fan of both uh, Hopi and Hihi for a very long time. And I adore them. I just think they're super talented and amazing. And I was having the absolute worst Friday night of my life to the point that I felt like I was going to just start break down in public and just start bawling. I was stressed out. I just wanted to sit down. 
I was done with everything. I knew they were at the con and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to leave Artist Alley at any point. Um, I really sucks. I won't be able to see them or any of their panels. They come around the corner from the underground walkway and they're, they're just there. And I immediately start freaking the fuck out. And I was like, oh my God, can I get your guys's picture? Like I take a picture and I just start gushing to them. And I was like, I followed you for so long. I think you guys are amazing. They introduced themselves to me and I introduced myself and they were just such nice people in general. And even though they had a crap way of getting to the con on Thursday and they were super busy, they just smiled. They were happy to see me and to just take a little bit of time out to talk to me. And then they waved me and gave me a hug and went about their day. And I literally like bounced the rest of the night. Like, nothing could take me down because I met somebody who I, like, really looked up to. And they were a genuinely nice and down-to-earth person. So, that just, like, hi, how are you? Um, when you keep it, like, not super elitist, it makes a drastic difference to how people view you. And you, you literally make somebody's day. And that's me gushing. <laughs> but that's very true. I mean, if you have someone approach you and they're a fan... You know, everybody hates to have to, you know, necessarily put on the face if they're not feeling it. But that'll make someone's day. As long as the fan, like you said, doesn't doesn't cross the line and get into creeper. Oh, my. I get it. I get whenever the... I'll get tired or I'll be run down. And it's usually when I'm wearing, like, Mavis from Hotel Transylvania or something. And it's been a long day. And I'm just done. And we all know Converse can hurt after a while. Oh, yeah. And I'm ready to, like, call it quits. And my thing is when kids come up to you. Oh, yeah. And they smile. And they it can be anybody from, like, 15 years old and under. And they... Like, if they're young, they think you're that character. And that right there, to me, I can go from being, like, the most horrible bitch ever, in the worst mood ever, to the best Mavis that you've ever seen. Mm. (laughs) Because that little kid is smiling, and I've just made their day. And just because they've come up, or their mom has come up, and I have it a lot with Mavis. Their mom will come up, and they're like, my... My daughter is really shy, and she really loves Mavis, and, you know, all that. That right there, that makes me feel so much better. Because I know my Mavis is not amazing. It is honestly just thrown together because my son wanted me to do it. (laughs) And to have that, that just, that makes it so much better. And it makes you feel so much better. Things like that help you and help everybody else like it helps me and it helps that child so yeah enough gushing now <laughs> shit, y'all, about, y'all about to make me cry over here y'all need to stop that shit <laughs> okay i think it's time we finally get around to wrapping up the podcast because we talked about a lot of good stuff tonight I wouldn't be too surprised if we come back to this shit six months down the line as a follow-up because I love doing these uh, town hall-style podcasts, you know. Unfortunately, we didn't get any calls coming in, but after this episode's posted, 
We'll see who knows. So, let's see. Let me pull up my notes here. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. But, um... We don't mind getting paid, so, you know, starting price is $10,000 per uh, host on the show, and guests get fifteen grand. so if you want some real honest opinions, start paying. Anywho, if you want to let us know what you think of the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we post... Links to our YouTube videos, our Facebook cosplay photos, cosplay articles, editorials, anime reviews, convention reviews, and our podcast, and much, much more. If you want to check out our podcast on other sites, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the Vogue Network forums. You can also follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, and also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And I'd like to say to all of our fans out there who follow us on all these social media sites, thank you so much for your love and support. We could not do the show without y'all. As long as you continue to love the site, follow us, and give us these kudos, we'll keep putting more out there for you. As always, we're here on the Vogue Network twice a week. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on the Vogue Network. You can always check out the Starbucks Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Buoy, and Hooked on Bond. Now, before we get into last words, uh, Nerdy, Ari Saka, where can our listeners find y'all on social media? Uh, go ahead, Nerdy, if you want to go first. I have to look up my freaking thing. <laughs> I am not prepared for that. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I'm sorry. I can, I can go first. I can go first. Right. Um, you can hit me up uh, Twitter at Irisaka Blue, and that's Blue, B L U. Um, Facebook, Miss Irisaka Blue. Uh, Instagram, Irisaka Blue. There's pretty much one name all over the joint. Uh, go ahead, check me out, see what you like. If you really like it, go ahead, follow me. I'm all about it. Talk to me. I love talking to people. Uh, and if you really want to see it, fucking go ahead and hit me up on Patreon. You don't have to pay for it. You can just follow it, and you can see what all I post. And that is uh, patreon.com slash anarchyblue. Oh, awesome! Thank as you. As I as I go to your page to follow it, <laughs> um, the one that I'm on most is Facebook. It's under Nerdy Little Knox. My Twitter as well as my Instagram are both under the Nerdy. Just and Nerdy is N E R D E E. So those are the three that I'm on at this point in time, anyway. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay, so we'll go around the room. Last words, final thoughts of the night. Um, Uni, last words. Um, I like boobies. <laughs> well, you're you. well, you're on the right show, huh? Uh huh. I agree with that comment. Well, 
Boobies do make the world go round. I ain't gonna lie about that. I also like big boobies because I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> you want some? I'll share. Jeez. Yeah. All boobies are precious cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Mine are bear claws. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sure, just goes up and you just see a bunch of bear claws just coming at you in a fury. Actual bear hands. Just actual bear claws. <laughs> and that is what happens when it gets crazy, guys. Crazy, I, guys. I think that's the quote of the night. That's the quote of tonight's podcast. <laughs> actual bear hands. Actual bear hands. Oh, boy. All right. Did you go? Last words? Uh. <laughs> best thing for that so that's it end of list we'll be back next week we have the normal cast we'll be talking about some stuff and who knows maybe nerdy and erisaka ichigo and uni they may show up at the door joining us next week bringing um cinnamon rolls bear claws and a bottle of booze who knows Ooh, and a chocolate-covered churro. Sorry, I'm on Instagram. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh, the food porn's hitting. Ah, ah, yes. We're still paying for the porn, guys. We're still paying for the porn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm eating my porn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that's awful. I should go. <laughs> okay, I think it's time to get out of here. I'm Ranma. Oh, God. I'm Ichigo. <laughs> I'm Yuri. <laughs> I'm Eerie. <laughs> Great fight. Great night. See you next week. I'm done. Sayonara, guys. Bye. (laughs) Say goodnight, Ichigo. Goodnight, Ichigo. Good God almighty. We'll have to tell Mako about this one. Oh, Lord. I'll, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I'm flipping over to the ending credits. Now, I, I, I'm going to need a minute after all of that. So, we'll see y'all next week. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!